construction and B. Taylor painting based out of Northern California. Um, this is our third digital trade show now, second one of the year. Uh, last week went really well and we were able to, in our opinion, let's say, uh, we were able to reach out to everybody that's on video and asked if they wanted to do it again. Um, one is uh, Mitchell, he's unable to this week, but uh, we actually brought on uh, Janet who will introduce uh she'll get an opportunity to introduce here and the whole idea and concept of this is we're all in a really um business as unusual time right now and we're all learning as we go i've heard from a lot of owners and leaders of companies that have said like they planned for different situations and different things to happen in life with their companies and their business and their people but they never really planned for this nor did any of us um and i think it's important to talk about the things that we're going through and figure out ways to uh, ways to, ways to like get through this. So let's start out and go with uh, Laura. Why don't you start with your introduction and uh, then we'll go around. We'll do Laura, Janet, Eric, Christy, and then Justin. So how's it going? Hi, I'm Laura uh, Ravaza. I'm a the director. I just got promoted, so I'm not used to it. I'm used to saying I'm a portfolio manager. Now I am the director of education and marketing um, with homeowners management company out of Concord. Uh, we're a smaller management company and just kind of navigating through all of this as calm and cool as we can possibly be. Hi, I'm Jana Quindenis. I'm the uh, founder of Pro Solutions, which is, which is a assessment collection company, and um, most recently Quindenis Mediation and Consulting. And I've um, my new handle, most of you knew me as the digital dinosaur, is as a baby boomer. I am a boomer zoomer or a zoomer boomer. You decide which one. <laughs> I think that's awesome. We were just telling her offline that she needed to uh, change her name because she's no longer a digital dinosaur. When she said, you know, boomer zoomer, I was like, that's legit. That's totally cool. <laughs> there was a, a legit poll and everything. <laughs> was it on Facebook or where, where was it? Yeah, Facebook. Nice. Bravo. Bravo. Uh, how about uh, Eric? You're up. I am uh, Eric Olson with uh, Freestone Reconstruction and B. Taylor Painting. I'm the account manager there. Um, we basically repair decks and building sidings. And uh, I tell pretty much any, you know, people that anything that's got wood on it, you know, we're, we're probably involved with it. So uh, we're here to help. Christy, you're next. Okay. Hi, I'm Christy Bravo. I'm with Bravo Roofing, and we are a family-owned and operated full-service roofing company here in Southern California, specializing in HOAs and commercial properties. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And Justin, you're up. Uh, Justin Pastores with Freestone Reconstruction out of Fremont, California. I get to work with the lovely Kevin Hempel and Eric Olson, and I do the same thing that Eric does, so I just echo what he just said. Uh, so now the introductions are done, why don't we start with, um, Eric, why don't we start with you? Uh, you know, I, we made uh, a conversation with Chaos Leaders because I think that a lot of us on the video right now um, often thrive and strive through the chaos and process. If, it's, if things are too calming, you know, we get the challenges when it gets chaotic and the things coming from all different directions, um, we're able to step up. And your, um, it says my internet's unstable, but we'll see how that goes. 
your um, communication ability during this chaotic time has been awesome. So can you talk to us a little bit about how you're kind of handling the chaos and some communication challenges that you see that some people that you know might have been going through? You know, honestly, what I find to be uh, the biggest thing is, um, it sounds so basic and just like, duh, but um, it's really just trying to keep the same habits that I had when I when we weren't doing this. Um, I think just by nature or, you know, Justin and my role is a little bit more, um, by nature, a little chaotic. I mean, our, our job is a lot of times sort of getting out of the office and reaching out to clients and, you know, our, our schedules can be a little bit funky to begin with because we might start out the day thinking, okay, here's 10 things that we're going to get done today. Visit this client, this client, this client. And then we've got a project going on and something goes wrong. And that and now all of a sudden our, our attention has to divert and focus on getting that project, whatever that issue is, resolved. Um, so I, I think for me, it, it's more just about setting that list like I normally would and then just basically staying in constant communication with the people that I'm working closely with. So, you know, we have an estimator in house, uh, Mr. Johns, who you know, normally would be on this. He and I are in pretty regular contact, um, you know, just in terms of, Hey, what are you working on today? What are you working on today? Um, and it, it's just kind of taking that extra step of, you know, maybe normally I wouldn't call him quite as often, but during these times I, I'm in a little bit more regular communication with him. Just if nothing else, it's sort of that, reassuring touch even even though we wouldn't necessarily call it that it, it, it does kind of um, uh, kind of what Janice was saying you know to begin with having that little extra bit of touch uh, connection uh, it kind of gives you that feeling like hey we're all in this together we're all working on the same things and it also kind of helps us keep each other honest um, you know making sure that we are actually kind of getting trying to get things done and, and moving things forward that's awesome. Christy, how about um, how about you? Uh, how have things been going for you over the past week? And if you can touch a little bit on uh, the the modes of transportation, like uh, tr uh, how you're transporting information out. Is it via text? Is it emails? Is it phone calls? Is it LinkedIn? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, this last week, what we've really done is started focusing on all the things that we can do. Um, so there are certain things that we know that we can't do that's meeting with clients in person. So yes, um, been doing a lot more LinkedIn, a lot more communication, um, on the phone, um, emails and just really any kind of, you know, touch working with people that normally, um, I guess wouldn't be doing email communications or, or zooming and that kind of stuff and just having the patience and yeah, having fun with it. Um, not taking like things too serious. Yesterday, one of my property managers, I was telling her about TikTok and uh, she downloaded it. She goes, gosh, that was the best conversation all week. Everything's been so somber and like, thank you so much. So just, I think being more like authentic, you know, yes, business um, is, you know, as usual, but I almost think like there's so many good things coming out of this. Um, you know, just like you, know, you, like you were saying, um, Eric, like you normally wouldn't like reach out as much, but it's just, I think it's bringing us all closer um, and our team's making us stronger. So um, just, yeah, really focused on, on the relationships and meeting people where they're at. 
um, with their technology and, and having fun with it. So. To, uh, you know, to your point, uh, so I still haven't seen your TikTok video from last week. I'm hoping that we're- Still working on it. I'm, work I'm still working on it. <laughs> um, but to your point of like different modes of communication too, I was thinking, I'm really impressed at even just this video here, how you can see the amount of time that people are spending people are now starting to have as I every day continue to get messages from people saying, I'm about to post my first video online or how do you do it comfortably here? Um, with a lot of people that I've been doing these types of videos with, you're all now getting super comfortable and the camera, yeah. play, you know, cameras placed in the right spot and it takes a oh, lot. Oh yeah. I mean, this is not comfortable. This is out of my comfort zone. Okay. So, and you know that, and you know what? I, I just um, was watching a video and it's neat to watch people. I look at these videos as are like my, my, these are just my beginning. So it's going to be interesting to see. So if anyone wants to zoom ever outside of these calls, I'm in. So call me, we'll do it. <laughs> Janet's all over it. <laughs> Justin, she, uh, uh, Christy touched basis on positivity and everything. It really leads into our, our chat this morning about, you know, kind of, uh, reaching into your you know phone book or your rolodex or whatever it is that you have all your business cards from the trade shows and actually calling clients or calling people you wouldn't have normally called before or you just haven't called in a while and giving them positive message messages as opposed to negative can you touch base on the importance of positivity during the yeah um <clears throat> You know, we're all in this this unusual boat together. And you know, I, Kevin knows. I had a I had a a moment on Tuesday where I felt like the walls were closing in. I have two kids that are in school; they're getting a lot of emails, a lot of homework. I think they're on more Zoom conferences than I am. Um, but my wife and I were working in the same room, and I get distracted easy. And I I I, I had a almost almost like a breaking moment. And I'm like, wait a minute, I can't, I hold on, we got to reset. And I I get a text message saying. Hey, my neighbors think I'm a stalker and I open my garage and there's Kevin keeping his social distance. So the fact that this guy comes walking from his house to mine at just this exact moment. And I'm like, Kevin, I, I, I can't, I can't work in this environment. I, I, something's got to change. And he's looking in my garage and he sees this surfboard in the rafters. And he's like, well, why don't you pull that surfboard down and put it on something and you could set up in the garage. And I'm at first I was being stubborn and I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. It's going to be cold. But then I was like, well, why wouldn't I do that? And so he left and I stopped being stubborn and I got out the surfboard and I got out some saw horses and I made myself a little office garage. And it, what it allowed me to do is evolve, right? It, like we were, I was getting caught in this, this is the way that it's going to be, but that's not the way that it has to be. You could evolve and move into something that is going to promote your own positivity because we have, we have to reflect that to our business partners. And I had a conversation. I reached into the Rolodex, called the client to see what was going on with the project. And we had a great conversation. And even it was a little bit to do with this upcoming project that we have with them, but more to do with just my experiences with my kids and their schoolwork and, and, and life stuff. And he goes, man, I'm glad we had this conversation because my kid has been on spring break and he's going to be coming out of this. This conversation is going to get me to make sure that we have things set up so I don't, you know, we experience some of the same struggles that, that you did. And, you know, that's, that's the, the amazing opportunity they have right now with, with video and the way that we're connecting. It's, it's amazing. But we, we, we are called to it. The people of us that are aware of it 
Like we have to, if we're struggling, A, be transparent about it and let people know this is what I struggle with and here's how I got through it. And you never know what that can do to change somebody's trajectory in their day because we are all in this very unusual space and we're, we're learning to thrive and succeed in it. And, but along that, we're going to take some, some lumps and, you know, nobody will have a cool desk like mine with a surfboard, but that's okay. like the best story ever. I'm like, I would hire you just for you telling that story. Like that is seriously like amazing. That is just, yeah. Justin, yeah. Uh, a little tip. I started my business over 20 years ago in my garage. And uh, the biggest thing, even though we put the walls up and all that kind of stuff, it was cold. And so a tip is I installed collagen lights. In the morning, we'd go and put all the lights on yeah. and the collagen lights would heat the space. <laughs> Look at Kevin's face right now. He's all, yeah, I got some caulking. I got some drywall. I got some spackling. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, so that, yeah, I'm all totally there. But what it hit me was when you said I started my company in a garage. So every, a lot of garage bands became some of the world's biggest bands. And years ago, some of the biggest businesses that exist currently right now started in their garage. So I, when you said it, I immediately went like, whoa, could you imagine the different companies that are being started in their garage or in their living room right now? Like, oh yeah, I heard this morning that 2020 was supposed to be the age of entrepreneurship and now we're in the age of like survival. But the, the reality in my head went like, no, we're totally still in that age of entrepreneurship. Could you imagine the clients and the people, even some of the businesses we're thinking of as we're talking about it mm -hmm. that are going to come out of this experience? Like, yeah, it did. That's what was mind blowing. That's like, mind. that's grassroots right there. Being in a garage. I had a garage business. So yeah, I mean, it's maybe that's why it's bringing back good memories for me. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing him in the garage. I'm like, that is so powerful. So you enjoy that garage. Okay. You enjoy <laughs> that space. I will say you should go visit Ms. Janet's garage because her garage is pretty epic right now. <laughs> yeah, it's since uh, since the office moved out, it now has a Murphy bed and Persian rug and you know nice. heat and air conditioner. <laughs> so you know it, we do get elevated. I realized that I had to fight my own prejudice in my head about uh, being a valid company and a valid provider because. I wasn't in a 41 floor office building in downtown uh, San Francisco anymore. And so I had people, God put people in my life that started their business in this industry, management companies, attorneys in their home space. And I just kept concentrating on them and that, you know, I the service I, can, I provide can be valid wherever I provide it. So it's overcoming my own prejudices. You, you, you thought about them though without envy, right? You thought about them with the opportunities that you were gonna be going towards or getting there. I think next week's talk is gonna be about, you know, the business that was started in my garage. Like that's <laughs> legit, that is, that is awesome. I love it, that gets me excited. Well, cool, uh, Laura, tell us a story about this, you know, this past week and communication and anything that you're, you're always full of information for us. And it's Laura time. What you got? Um, okay. So this week I have um, realized how many safeguards I've put inside myself to make sure that I don't just react in certain situations, be it positive, bad, good, indifferent. Just I 
somehow instill these safeguards in me, and I think it's like a heightened self-awareness of what I'm doing. And I've kind of been reflecting on that and thinking about that lately, and it honestly brought me back to when I used to drive long haul across the United States semis, and I did that for two years to save up enough money to move to California. So when you are a truck driver, you're called a professional driver. So if somebody cuts you off or you get in an accident or whatever the case may be, it's you as a professional driver should have been able to control and see that that was happening in all aspects around your office or semi, if you want to call it. So you were always like the first person at fault. It didn't matter if the other driver did something wrong or whatever the case may be. So that made me think about like even right now in our heightened level of communication that we're doing in people just not being in normal cells in normal situations and they're trapped at home in a garage because the kids are doing school and all these things, they're not communicating the right way they need to communicate. So we need to shift the gear. I need to shift the gear to be a professional communicator just like I was a professional driver. So no matter what the situation is, my fault, not my fault, you know, it doesn't matter. It's my job to be the professional communicator in that situation and to make sure that I'm keeping my cool and I'm speaking in a way that I wouldn't be ashamed or embarrassed about later, especially in writing, because our intention, not their perception. Intention, perception. Two completely different things. And we really need to make sure that we're being aware of that in either reading emails aloud to ourselves, calling somebody in your team, whatever that case may be, so that you are getting across exactly what I'm trying to get across. I think so big picture that sometimes I over-communicate. So then I, you know, I need to make those adjustments to myself to under-communicate and to make sure the person I'm communicating with is understanding even what I'm saying because I could be speaking a different language to them. So like not only having that heightened awareness within myself um, to make sure I don't react to things, but also my communication. Like now what do I need to put in to safeguard myself so I don't go rawr. <laughs> Anybody else? That's awesome. Um, I, I love that you are a truck driver. I love like where this conversation's going. I mean, it, it's just like that's amazing. I you, mean, didn't, you didn't know she was a truck driver prior? No, no idea. But I, I, I that that is just awesome. Especially because we're in male dominated industries for me. So when I see or hear other women doing things that you know, yeah, that's awesome, Maura. Seriously. Yeah, 22 years old and a semi across country. I've run into a couple uh, situations, we'll call them. Yeah. Uh, far worse than anything I've come across in the HOA world. Uh, well, yeah, but you're able to apply it here, right? Right. You're able to apply right, it. Right, so like taking that, was, that, that awesome. extreme and applying it to something that's not so extreme. You know, how was I, from a small town in Wisconsin, going to move to California in the Bay Area where I've always wanted to live? I had to do something, right? Like, so yeah. to me, that was the quickest easiest way to make my dreams happen. And it's something that you would think that's so small, like what could you really get out of something like that? But it's amazing now in my career where I go back to those skills and apply them all the time to what I'm doing because it's so meticulous and it's so important and it impacts so many people that they don't even begin to understand and recognizing that you're never going to get the um, understanding from the masses of what you do, and you just have to be okay with that within yourself. Those are all things I learned from truck driving. Okay. Yeah, you don't realize how fearless you are until you face it. And um, generally, when we're younger, that's when we do things without thinking about how 
careful we should be. And yeah, you know, I love your experience. I love you sharing that. And I should say, sorry, mom. I love you. Mike can try to do that right now. Be like, uh uh. <laughs> that's um, you know, that's something touching based on the um the past experiences when you were younger and stuff. I know. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff I put out there, Janet, that you've seen that you're like, ooh, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> and we've talked about a lot of that stuff, but the reality is, is like uh, right now, especially in the stories and the different things that we're sharing and all the Zoom calls we're making, like there are so many people that are putting themselves out there and wanting to get out there. And now that we're in you know, self-isolation aspects and some being forced into that realm that it, it like, it's, it's, skewing the lines of personal and professional and it's something that we've been talking with for a lot of years about branding right like janet i'm super proud of you in the past couple of years taking that step and in, in calling yourself a digital dinosaur and like slowly starting to get in and doing your first podcast and then doing speaking event like you came from a period and a time in our industry in particular that like None of that was accepted. None of it ever happened. And you have been one of the first people that, have, that I've seen actually in your demographic professionally that has blossomed in that. Like the very fact that you're like on a Zoom call and I've seen you posted the other day, you were on with your grandkids and like, here's, you know, here's, here's digital granny, like talking to everyone. Like, <laughs> you're that light, right? Like that's awesome to me. Can you? Are you doing yoga? Hello. What? Yeah. Talk to us about that. I'm so proud of my little PIC. Janet, tell us about how people or professionals in your demographic can do what you're doing, and what you've gone through for. I surround myself with people like you guys. Kevin, I remember a little over a year ago, first meeting you in Southern California. And um, that's where that first podcast came for me. Uh, I, uh, my lines have blurred my entire life between personal and professional. I'm Italian. I give you different languages, uh, English and Italian hands. And I, <laughs> I, my recovery has been based on the fact that I can no longer just kind of stay in my head with all the fears and the committee that goes on. I have to talk about my stuff and I use stuff because I know this is going to be posted, but it's, you know, it's stuff. Um, I got that I am part of the demographics they talk about today with this disease of, I'm gonna be signing up for Medicare in May. Holy shit. Um, I have a, a compromised immune system. I live by myself. And I have realized that um, we've been talking about communication. I'm a mediator. So we mediate, you know, communication is a big deal. And we've been talking about it for a very long time. And some of us older, um, uh, uh, participants have been frustrated at uh, texting and emailing and, you know, things that aren't personal one-on-one -on -one, uh, communication uh, because everything can get misconstrued. Um, you can tell 
if I am being my authentic self by talking to me, you can look at my face, you can look at my eyes, you can hear what I say. And if I see that you can't understand that, I can make adjustments so that I am clear. And so today I really um, am trying to take advantage because I feel so isolated. I, it's been going on for months now, not just since this coronavirus. And it was one thing um, you know, on my grief journey to decide you know, I can't deal with the outside. That's one thing. But once I was told, <laughs> you must stay in the house, I automatically felt like a caged lion. And I joke about, you know, my walls having my, my uh, claws all the way through it because I am frustrated. And I realized, I, to just share with you, I realized that um, we can be a little kind of compartmentalized on a personal basis I got, went and visited my grandson, got married in Texas. I did the journey. I came back in the beginning of March when this thing started blowing up. And I kept hearing about, okay, uh, quarantining two weeks, quarantining two weeks. Now I consider, you know, I, I'm a, you know, a smart, you know, smarter kind of person, you know, with, um, and, you know, I can think about things. And, uh, but what I did was I concentrated on a personal basis on that two weeks. And somewhere in my mind, I thought at the end of those two weeks, I'm going to be, be able to have a face-to-face -face with somebody, with my family, be able to, you know, hug, uh, just be, have that one-on-one. -on -one. And I, I, somebody that was really close to me, I won't blow their cover when I said, you know, so when, it's been two weeks, so when am I going to see you? And they're like, when this is over. And I, it just pulled me up short. And it's like, it's not just about me. It's about what's going on. And I have to find different ways to keep my sanity. So professionally and personally, being able to have at least the video. Uh, uh, and I can't tell, just today alone, I did a teleconference with Clack. And just in that conversation, the word Zoom was mentioned 20 times. <laughs> and I saw that I was participating on yoga because I couldn't do my body and physical therapy outside my house by Zoom with somebody that's in this industry and is providing fabulous classes every day. I was doing that. I was doing things with my family. I was doing things uh, business-wise with Zoom. And I'm a firm believer in putting my money where my mouth is, so to speak. And anytime I do any kind of investment in a company, it's because I believe in what they do. And so what I did is I called my financial person up and said, is there any, I know, no, I'm not calling to pull everything out in a panic, but is there anything that I can, uh, I can take out and invest? And he said, yeah. And I invested in Zoom. So I was like, okay, this is my lifesaver. Um, and uh, it's going to be an opportunity for me to continue to help an industry that I feel so passionate about uh, give back what I have been given for so many years. So um, what I'm doing is started out with um, you younger professionals, and you gave me a gift that I feel like I can kind of put forth, but it also made me realize, if you allow me just one more minute, the uh, seniors in our community need a little more help. 
And I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to be able to do that for them because I'm not leaving the house. You know, what can I do to encourage that? To, because our physical health is also tied into our mental health. Um, and all this isolation is not good um, for some people. I am not an introvert, not in any way, shape, or form. So it's like if we as leaders in this industry can find ways to be able to do that, um, I will be a big cheerleader for that. Um, if we have time later to go back, I'd like to share what came out of our CLAC meeting and what's going on with how we can better help our um, um, our HOAs with things like the, the Open Meeting Act and, and how do we act and collections and what, you know, so that's, I feel like I've taken up a lot of time, so I'll shut up now. Thank you very much. No, no, go, yep. go right into that, flow, flow into that next step on how we can help and, you know, we can, okay. when you're done, we can start rounding up the rest of this so we can get everything okay. back, back to work. Okay. So Sacramento, of course, is closed <laughs> in the capital and probably will be. They don't know that April is going to be a time frame. They thought maybe uh, April, but maybe not until May. Uh, CLAC itself, which is the legislative arm of CAI, the California Legislative Action Committee, um, which I'm one of the delegates. And Laura is on our local uh, LSC, which is a legislative support, as well as you are. Uh, are you still on us, Kev? Kev? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that now. And like, and I love the PR stuff. Okay. So yeah, anyway. So anyway, what's happening, the big deal is the issue with the Open Meeting Act. Uh, uh, Governor Newsom came up waiving certain requirements from the Brown Act, which, you know, is like you, you don't have to have a location and uh, at for our meetings with HOAs, you don't have to have a, a location where people show up and you can really take advantage of the digital platforms better. Um, uh, our Open Meeting Act still requires that somebody shows up at a location and other people can actually show up. And we're trying to ask the governor to basically tweak what's going on with the Open Meeting Act so that we can allow more for what we're doing now instead of having somebody actually present at a, at a location and have people show up for the meetings. Um, so that's kind of one big deal on, on, on what's happening. Um, and as far as uh, collections are concerned, um, I had gone through, like most of us, the 2008 economic tsunami in our industry. And it was really devastating for um, our HOAs and individuals that had to go through that. Uh, what's happening now is going to kind of uh, potentially uh, talking to their boards about, and I totally support this. I mean, part of the problem we had before was everybody handled the issue of collections and deferment and penalties differently. Um, we started out now where some of our big banks are deferring for 90 days uh, mortgage payments if you have to, not writing them off, but deferring them. Um, so in, in the national level, it is happening. On our statewide level with collection of assessments, um, I think we have to really put out there that there are certain things that uh, 
as a whole, we really should consider for our membership, um, starting out by communicating what that is clearly. Um, we can't waive assessments. Of course we can't waive assessments because you know it's the lifeblood of every HOA and we have to pay our bills. Um, but there are things such as collection of uh, late charge or imposition of late charges or, or interest um, that can be um, waived during this time. So just kind of considering what your policies are, talk to your, your um, uh, legal beagles to look at what your uh, collection policies are and let's kind of gently handle this process well, as gently as we can. Um, because this can really have a devastating effect and some of the unintended consequences, I mean, even with what the banks are doing now, it can potentially set up for those that really don't get much help assistance through this process. Um, eventually they can, you know, the banks will say, okay, now you have to pay and people aren't paying and bankruptcies increase. And I mean, we all we already have over a million people on unemployment in California. So economically, we're going to really have to put our hats on and, um, you know, be kind, be consistent, don't treat different people differently because, you know, we all know that some of our membership are uh, uh, socially challenged and that creates a lot of issues. Uh, and boards might want to treat those people differently. We can't do that. We got to treat treat everybody the same in that respect. So I got a lot. My my soapbox is really really high when it comes to that. <laughs> so um, I'm you just hoping. Up, you brought up so many different like situations and things as you were talking about it. When you you know we're making all those changes in the CID world and the different things that could come come down the loop economically and the effects that could happen for months if not years from now huh yeah wow that's interesting and we're stuff. just coming out of it we're just really coming out of it from the 2008 debacle you know where yeah. so we're we don't, there's not a lot of wiggle room there when uh just a question for me for you is when um like how do you think these things are gonna are gonna come into effect and when are we gonna see be seeing changes like in the next couple of weeks maybe, or do you think it's gonna be a couple months before? Uh, some of the, the, the businesses that I've spoke with about this and I've talked to, my son handles the uh, collections uh, of delinquent assessments with ProSolutions now. I've kind of been removed from that. Okay. Uh, but generally um, it hasn't quite started yet. March has been, you know, basically un, unchanged. But what I'm told is we see, uh, you know, coming up in April and beyond, number one, because people are affected and on unemployment now and, and uh, you know, some people don't have the ability to get paid while they're not working. And uh, it's April is, is when it's going to really start hitting home is the opinions that I've been given. And I have to agree. Well, it's actually an issue even right now. We were literally just having this conversation amongst my team this morning. It's like, what can we do? How can we help? You know, make sure we're guiding the boards because obviously these are corporations. We can't just waive assessments. Like that is against business judgment rules, fiduciary responsibilities, and all those things. But how can we help navigate this? And then how do you set up a payment for plan for people who don't have payments to plan with? Right. 
Well, you know, it's all thinking outside the box issues with um, not wave, maybe not waiving, but a deferment for 90 days uh, or pay something every month. I mean, generally, I have found that if you get people to buy into the situation, even if it's sending, you know, a very limited amount, they're still vested in that. Um, but I think more importantly, we just really have to have a policy on that. And I've always... I'm a payment plan queen uh, for personal reasons. Um, I have always thought it a best deal that when worse comes to worse, the principal has to get paid at some point, but late interest and even fines in some cases um, are, are uh, the wiggle room that you have to, to show your membership that you're willing to work with them. and. It doesn't have that effect. We're not, we're nonprofits anyway. So we really, you know, you don't, it's not a thing where the association has to make money during this, but they have to get their assessments. So. Well, it is more like a philosophical question. I'm sorry? It's more, like a philosophical, it's more like a philosophical question. Like if I, me, like I just have this communication with my own, the person I rent my home from. I said, you know, I wanted to give her the sense of comfort that fortunately I'm employed and my husband's still employed and we're going to be able to pay that rent. This is her first rental property. She's an amazing landlord and didn't want her carrying that stress. So I reached out and said that. But I'm lucky to be in that situation. How I not be getting my paychecks or anything else? How, I mean, like this is just like a, a thing for something to marinate in society to think on and I'm not expecting an answer right now. But like, how do you enter into a 90-day payment plan when for 60 more days we could still be in this situation where people are not getting money, like how do we like on a bigger level start like helping people and solving those problems? Yeah. So that's what I would challenge everybody to think about between this week and next week. Like what are some outside the box things that you could do with people who can't plan right now? You know, it's, it's um, that you say that when you, when you listen to all the talking heads on television that are talking about, let's say just the mortgage company or your bills, that the emphasis is communicate now. If you know you have an issue, you communicate now. I'm not, I'm unemployed. I don't have money coming in. Communicate that now. So you're putting out there that it's okay to talk, uh, talk to us about what your circumstances are. And you can be as creative as, you know, your, your professionals give you advice to as far as how you would word a payment structure to be able to do that. Because here we are now, post-2008, that even if a homeowner, the way the law is structured, even if a homeowner just sends in 10 bucks, you have to accept it. You can't send it back. You know? So we're, we're, we've got our hands tied somewhat on not being uh, in a position where we're able to work with people like that. But communication, communicate. we keep talking about it. We keep putting it out there. Man, that's awesome. I'm it's so glad. It's, it's, well, I say awesome loosely, right? Like it's such as when I say like positive aspects, like I understand that we all understand here that things are happening and they're super fluid. They're really negative. We've got, we've got data and stats that are continuing to come in. But the reality is, is that we live in a world of chaos right now. We live in a world of uncertainty. That's the way life is. And we have to do the things as chaos leaders to be able to get us to that next step. 
because the last thing we all want to do is just sit frozen and not do anything and not make any decisions. At some point, we have to hypothetically architect these goals in our mind and then start doing the things to get to those. Yeah, doing nothing is not an option. Yeah. You know, Kevin, as I, and I apologize, I, my phone died there. That's why I jumped. I was, you lost me there for a minute. But as we were kind of, as people have been kind of talking and sharing, you know, what strikes me is it, I feel like we're all kind of going through a collective sort of uh, grief counseling um, together. And we're all trying to figure out how to get through this stuff together um, and help each other find, you know, anybody that's been to therapy, one of the things they, they work with you on is like, okay, I, I get that you have roadblocks. How do, we, how do we find ways around those roadblocks so you can keep your life moving forward? And I kind of feel like this is sort of our little support group. <laughs> and I'm sure others are kind of doing similar things of like, now what? Now, how are you doing the same things you're doing? How, how I love Justin's story of the surfboard desk. I mean, that's awesome. We should call this episode surfboard desk or something. <laughs> something maybe that'll be, the, that'll be the newsletter we send out. And then maybe he can send us a picture of it with uh, his feet in the sand. So you're going to get a, a pool and then load it with sand and put your right. feet in it and then put your, um, your, your Pellegrino and your water right next to it. Yeah. And it says <laughs> surfing through chaos. That's right. There you go. Yeah, you, there you go. Surfing through chaos, and then your new entrepreneur desk is going to be a desk that is uh, has a tabletop of a surfboard, so that even when you sell it to corporate companies, like it's got the surfboard there. So. That's awesome, man. That's awesome, dude. Well, does anybody have any final words aside from hearing this last question that I have that I want to end off with? Um, anybody? Yeah, I just, I really just want to emphasize like how important it is to just stop for even if it's five minutes. Like you know, managers, business partners, when you're in a situation, just please hit pause before you do something. I've even I'm doing this myself almost on everything, just because we're in a new environment and I'm just you know figuring it out, figuring out working from home with a husband upstairs who loves to come down and tell me how he would handle something, or you know, my son's like, oh, you won't work out. So just pause and don't don't beat yourself up and don't lose hope that because you're not doing it the way you used to do it in your office or in those things it's literally what day eight you cut yourself a break that's so true it's so true just yesterday i did that i actually took a 20 minute nap in the middle of the day because i was like i'm done like i've been going i'm done so i took a nap and when i woke up i had the work phone right next to me and i looked at it and i was half awake half asleep and I replied back to, um, to, to two team members and it was very like, it was very like jagged. I like threw this text out and then I walked away and was like, huh, I figured that out. And then I thought about it and I grabbed a soda and then I went back and I was like, I'm sorry. I just woke up. I'm super sorry. Like I totally apologize. <laughs> and they all, they both sent back like a thumbs up. Don't worry about it. But it took me a moment, like it, I literally sent this thing and then I went back and was like, I apologize. So to yours, even, even if you don't get an opportunity to, to, uh, to, to take a break and you just fly it out there, realize you still have time. So even when it's like you've done something, you, you got a time to apologize for it. So yeah. awesome. Well, final question I have is I want to go around to everybody and just, just give one thing that you are, uh, have gratitude for today at this moment like what are you what are you most thankful for here it could be about anything uh laura what uh christy why don't you start 
Okay. Um, I'm just thankful that, uh, that I'm able to connect with people that I wouldn't otherwise be connecting with. Um, and just for the opportunities that this situation is presenting itself. So, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Eric, what are you thankful for? Um, sim similar to that, I, I think I'm just, I'm grateful that not only are we connecting, uh, but I, I think I'm, I'm grateful for the people that are willing to open themselves up and share the issues and struggles that they have, because that takes a lot of guts, especially when things aren't going great to be able to say, Hey, you know, I'm really sort of struggling with this. Um, but at the same time, get that sort of reassurance. I think that to me, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for having connected with people that get it, you know, that, that, get the struggle, get that you're going to have days where you feel like I didn't feel like I didn't do anything today. And then other days where it's like, it's clicking and you can give that positivity and share that with somebody else that might be struggling that day. And, it, and it, it's a, it's a constant sharing process when it, you know, when it works well. And I feel like we've got a good group of people that kind of get that. That's cool. Justin, man. <laughs> um, I'm thankful for God, man. You know what I mean? Like that's, that would be my first and foremost. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that God brings about connections, man. Just when we, we absolutely are at a breaking point and he sends a guy walking down the sidewalk with a mohawk with this idea of a surfboard desk. You know what I mean? Like that's not a coincidence, man. You know what I mean? Like it's just not. And, and, you know, I really feel like things are getting brought back to basics and we really have a unique opportunity to come out on the other side of this thing on top and, bigger and stronger than before. Um, but it, it takes this back to basic human connection, communication stuff that we maybe have gotten away from. We get caught in the busyness of life and our own schedules and all that stuff where we just go, 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 go. This is allowing us this, to take a step back and say, okay, what's really important? You know what I mean? And, and so, um, yeah, man, I'm thankful for these groups. I'm thankful for Zoom. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, th I'm thankful for, for so much today, man. So, uh, uh, thank for thankful to be part of this group for sure. And on this, on this call. That's cool. Uh, Janet, did you, what do you think? Yeah, I've got my, my head is full of those things that I have to be great, grateful for because that's one of the things that I have to do for my own recovery. So I would say that I'm grateful for my recovery because I have, I'm present for this. And, um, you know, if I were not, this would not be a pretty sight. I wouldn't be participating in this. I feel very sorry for myself. I wouldn't be a service to anybody. And so to be able to have a conscious contact with my higher power to say, okay, I can't, I don't know how to do this myself. So I need some guidance and okay, whatever you put in my path, I will try to say yes to. So that's awesome. It is. Laura? Um, I'm actually thankful for the shelter in place. Um, it's made me think outside the box and reflect on myself when um, I felt like maybe I was getting a little bit more stagnant in my skills and my abilities. It's really like lit a fire inside of me. It's brought my team closer together. We're all, you know, working great. Everybody's calm. We're checking in on each other, handling stuff problem by problem and not, you know, reacting to things i'm actually really grateful for it i'm making connections with people that um i already had connections with but maybe not as strong because we're having these conversations so like as hard as the shelter in place is and as difficult it is i see so much beauty in it i'm really really grateful for it 
awesome. And uh, I, I'm really grateful for all of you. Like the, the idea of doing something online, doing a, you know, what we originally called the digital trade show is something that I think I've spoken to all of you over the past couple of years. And it, it was received as like, okay, you know, we're not quite sure what this is, but all of a sudden the power that be created this thing, the situation to where it just made sense. And, you know, I, I want to say thank you to all of you for being, you know, honest and open and, and giving, making time within your busy schedules and day to be able to sit on a video call for 45 minutes to an hour and just chat and be vulnerable and be authentic and, you know, I'm excited and thankful for, for all that. I'm grateful for all of you. So, Thanks for setting up this forum. Yeah, super yeah. easy. It's this thing called Zoom. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Hey, boomers <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, so I'm going to stop the record button here. And um, those who have to get off, feel free to get off. Um, I'm going to be around for another five or 10 minutes. Just kind of round up everything once I press the record button done. Um, but this is going out unedited, unsquared away. And we're just going to you know, let the, let it upload the cloud and then we'll post it to social media and blogs and we'll get it out there. And anybody, once again, if you've made it this far into the video, if you want to come on next week or you want to do your own um, and you would like some help with that, I am totally here. We are available. You know, I'm, I'm, this is our job. This is my job. It's, it's serving capital S E R V I C E. And that this is one of the ways that we can do that. So yes. Um, everybody have a great day and I'm going to go ahead and press stop here. So yeah, thanks.